Stay inspired on the go with Springboard Zone, an inspirational podcast from internationally acclaimed executive coaches, authors and ministers, Albert and Comfort Okran. You will be inspired and challenged with strategies to consistently reach for new heights. And now, today's message by Reverend Albert Okran. My name is Reverend Albert Okran and from now till you graduate at 8pm, I promise that your personal value will shoot up. Helping me guide you and serve you on the virtual academic board, uh, my virtual academic board tonight, comprising Comfort, the registrar, assisted by Matthew and Amos. Springboard is a thematic radio seminar with a simple agenda, a mission to raise the next generation of African leaders and executives using this platform of human capital development. The broadcast is put together by Legacy and Legacy, your number one choice for corporate training. And talking about corporate training, I'm going to tell you why your sales team must be at the at the seminar this week, Wednesday and Thursday. Sales people drive drive on training, and training is a, a very integral part of raising a sales team. And this week we are talking about driving sales growth. If your target for the year is not up to your the delivery is not up to the target for the year, you have three more months to catch up. And driving sales growth could just provide the tools for your sales team to catch up and to go ahead of the competition. It's put together by Legacy and Legacy and your Superstation Joy 99.7 FM. It is brought to you by the kind courtesy of EcoBank, the Pan African Bank. So let me start tonight by asking you a simple question. What is the most demeaning job you've ever had to do? What is the job you look back at your life, throughout your life? What is the one job that you've had to do that you look back on and you're like, wow, did I really do that? Tell me something you did that you look back on with a dual sense of pride and embarrassment. Pride because it's become a springboard to who you are today, but embarrassment because you, you just can't believe you did it, but somehow you did. At the time, you had no option. Right. Share it with us on, on Facebook. Drop it on my Facebook page, Comfort's Facebook page, or post it simply at Legacy and Legacy Facebook page, or you can do it at Springboard Virtual University, and we'll let the whole world know what you have been doing. It's just interesting to, to find out what some CEOs have done and, and, and where they are today, you find out that God is, God is a God of grace and mercy. That's all I can say for now. But I have done quite a few things that I find very interesting. I mean, it includes a one-day stint as a driver's mate and a one-day stint selling iced water. If you have a story like that, tell the whole world by posting it on our Facebook page. We'll let the whole world know. You can also send it to us by, via SMS on 1422 across the various networks. What do you consider the most demeaning thing you've ever had to do? Now, this discussion provides the perfect cue for today's main subject because as we continue our series called Leaders Digest, I have in, in the studio somebody who has done it all and seen it all. Amazing beginning and, and it's just wonderful how far he's come. Let me remind you that the Leaders Digest is bringing together leaders of various industries, various businesses, various fields, and distilling their life experiences as well as the principles and values that have guided them to become who they are today. Our simple objective is that by the end of the series, we should be able to see what are the most common values that business leaders hold? What are the most common values that the leaders from all fields hold on to? So they can serve as a guide, a mentoring guide, and a navigational tool for everyone else in your quest to become the leader that God meant for you to be. My guest for today has been a driver's mate, a driver, a petty trader. He even tried to ride his luck on a Ponzi scheme, what they called Piram in those days, and failed woefully. Today is an award-winning CEO with a hundred families depending on his obedience and his leadership. Seth Yebua Okran is CEO of Yorks Investment, and today he will open our eyes to the various ups and downs of his life. If you know Seth's story of, of or if you know Seth, just 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 stay tuned because tonight you will you will hear a dimension of a story that you have never heard before. But let me start with our scripture verse for today and it's a word of encouragement and a prophetic assurance for somebody listening out there. If you can tell me where this verse can be found, Matthew wants to give you a copy of the book Personal Branding. And so as usual, post the chapter and the verse of this passage on Springboard the Virtual University. And in a few minutes, I'm going to tell you who's getting that copy of Personal Branding. And here is your passage. It says, What do you conspire against the Lord? What do you conspire against the Lord? He will make an utter end of it. Affliction will not arise a second time. Affliction will not rise up 
a second time. The guest, my guest in the studio understands affliction rising again and again. And the word for you tonight listening to us is that affliction will not arise a second time. Are you going through challenges and difficulties? The assurance from, for you in, in, in the prophetic statement is that the affliction will not arise a second time. While you find your Bibles, your iPads, or you Google where to find this verse and post it on Springboard, their virtual university Facebook page. Any other one is just for observation purposes, not for winning the book, personal branding. But let me give you one more reason to bank with Ecobank. If you were observing the banking survey that came out this week, you would have realized that Ecobank stands out as a big bank, the big bank. And one more reason to bank with Ecobank. If you have no ATM card, no problem. You can withdraw cash from our Airtel, from your Airtel money or MTN mobile money wallet at any of Ecobank's over 200 ATMs without an ATM card. And you don't need it. You don't even need to bank with Ecobank to be able to do that. Ecobank is proud to introduce a cardless ATM facility to all MTN mobile money and Airtel mobile money users. It is easy, reliable, and safe, and not to forget, super convenient to use that. So wherever you are in this country, once you see an Ecobank ATM, you can actually activate and use, or you can use your MTN mobile money and Airtel, Airtel money at that point for more information just call free on short code 3225 from Airtel, MTN and Vodafone lines or for all other networks please call 0202213999 at normal charges terms and conditions apply and Ecobank is definitely the Pan-African Bank alright so in the studio tonight, I have a man who leads a hundred families. And I always use, use families because when you employ a person, you actually employ a family. But many would look at an award-winning CEO and say, wow, good for him. But let's work, work our way back to age 15 and find out about the man who started as a driver's mate and find out what what is the most challenging role you've ever played in your life. Send those thoughts coming in. And before I even put Seth, Seth on, let me give you a few that have been posted on Facebook. And so I have a number of you sharing with me what you have done in your lifetime. Jifa Anyaso, who's the CEO of Ultimate Credit says, I've sold Earthenware bowls from house to house and sold engine oil in a loop before. I've come a long way. Nana Aredamwa, the author, says, I didn't exactly see it as demeaning and I wasn't shy of doing, to be seen doing it because many of my classmates in Kotobabi helped their parents in similar ways. I hugged Banku during prep school, carrying the pan on my head and following a co-tenant in the compound house I grew up in who hugged fried fish from Kutubabi down to Ebony to Jowulu. During secondary school, I helped clear the tables and wash the dishes in my mom's shop, but I saw, it, I saw it as part of my support for the home. Kwame Jan says, selling frantic kid, doing any work at an university hostel, and cutting grass to feed sheep and goats. Very interesting. Ajua Mikado, still writing on Facebook, says, I sold empty sugar and flour sacks during junior secondary school and also waited on tables after senior secondary. I didn't particularly consider them demeaning either. Shadrach Amwaku says, I've sold ice water, penin de penin, pear, garden eggs, oranges, uncooked rice, female stuff. Um, um, he adds a few other words I would leave for now. Mobile phone credits, and he did most of those hawking for kilometers. But by God's grace, his story has changed. Sylvia Lawson says, I carried banana on my head in the 80s on the streets from Mampobi uh, to Kolebu in Accra. Right. So I'm going to read a, a number of them. Let me find out from you. What is it that you have done that you look back on and you say, I just can't believe I did it. But my guest for tonight has an amazing story that you will enjoy tonight. Seth Yeboah Okran. Is my guest tonight, CEO of Yorks Investment Set. Welcome to Springboard. Thank you very much, Abit. It's been a long time coming. We've, we've spoken about this for about two years now. <laughs> Thank God you're Today here. Today I'm here. Yes, yeah, good to see you. Good to see you too. How's family? Family is doing very well. Right. Tonight, let me just, before I even unpack the story of your life, let me just take those three values from you before we go back and start. And, and, and as, as you share the story of your life, find out how you you got to reach those three pivotal values in your life. What, what would you call your three core principles, the things that really your life hinge on? Uh, but let me use this opportunity to say a very good, good evening to your cherished listeners. And the three pillars or values that I stand on are humility, right. 
believe in yourself and integrity. Humility, self-belief, and integrity. Which would you call your favorite and why? Self-belief. Why? Self-belief because if, if like your intro statement, I, I have to quit or drop off out from school, 14, 15 years young man, to take a decision in life where I want to go because circumstances at the time will not permit me to continue. What, what, what were you then? St. Augustine's. Right. Or from? Two. Right. So your second year in, 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 in secondary school, you had to drop out of school. What, what occasioned that, that decision? Um, within a split of a year, I have to love both parents. And, well, let me leave that to history. So I, I decided to quit and get something to do and go back to school. So I, I, the immediate job that I can get available is to be a trotter mate. I try to save some money, but doing at the time I knew I knew very well that I don't belong to that place. I'm always at the back of my mind. What can I do to catch up with my colleagues that are still in school? You know, either to join them one point or to catch up. So I did this job for some time, and I I move on. I I went through different stages and 2000 I decided I, I right so you, you, let, me, let, let, me, let me walk you to what you've told us so far so you, you lost your mother when you lost, your, you lost both parents when you were around the age of 14, 15 in, in, in St. Augustine's College and um, financial reasons obviously made yes. you drop out, drop out, of, out of secondary yes. school and then you, you, you went on to become a driver's mate. I, I, I have tried that before. I, I must say mine was, to be fair to you, mine was an adventure. A friend was was was, was driving a trotter and decided to take me on board. I was in Form 230. Just, just give it a try. I thought it was, I was quite adventurous. I, I thought it was quite exciting. So I did it for half a day. Um, I'm sure I lost him some money, but he forgave me because for me it was just, it was just a great adventure. But tell me, did you, did, you ever, did you ever have an experience where... Any of your mates ever bothered the trotter you were dry, you were you were you were the mating? Oh yes, I, I several times. And what happened is, I always watch out too, who is coming to board the particular when it's our turn. You, you know, dodging, you dodging and I was dodging. So I, I I have to move on, take up extra classes and whatever you was doing the meet. I move on to selling of books, and I took that job because. It really helps me to kind of read and learn at the same time is a job because uh, it's an English textbook that I go nationwide to distribute, especially the northern part of Ghana. Textbooks those days are very, very rare to come. So when you go there with the school, they're able to buy. And I've during this, my job, that job, it helped me a lot to because I have to advertise that book to the children to know the values and importance of how they should buy their books. Right. And um, when I'm able to sell more, I get my commission on that. That job went on very well also. I quit. I put my monies in Piram at the time, hoping I can turn over quickly. And unfortunately for me, everything lost. So I have to start. Let, 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 me, let me find out about the Piram part of it. I've, I've spoken to quite a few people who, who jumped onto that bandwagon and, and lost money badly. What was the motivation for going there? I know, I know of course, the huge interest rates, unrealistic they, they may look today, but the attraction at that time was that people were giving testimonies of how much money they had made. What was your, 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 your incentive? Your I was one person that didn't believe in it initially, but at the same time, I want to make money and, and go back to school. You know, so my friends were doing it, and I could see them buying stuff, and it's going well. So <laughs> I I said, okay, let me give it a try, and the, I, I did it. I think a week after, and the news came up that you know, Piram R5 and whatever is not. You know, so I have to everything 
have to start a lot it's all over again. And even owing the factory who was, who was supplying me the, those books at the time, because you get them on credit, you go and sell it and come in. Let, you know. let me ask you, what lesson did you learn from that? Oh, the, the, the lessons are you don't have to, life, you have to go through the phases, the stages, the process. The process. Right. There's no shortcut in, in, in life because I thought I could make fortunes overnight and then, but it didn't work out that way. These yeah. are real, real losses yeah. you encountered. Yeah. So a sister of mine has to come in with some money, you know, which I visited her at Togo. She was living at Togo then and I started trading between Togo and Ghana, I trade in textiles and jewelry. It went on very well as well, and it got to a point, um, my goods, because when you buy the goods from Togo, for example, and Abed going through the duties, when you pay the duties, you, you, you really don't make anything. So, again, people were using shortcut like bush and avoiding customs not paying duties the first time i tried it the goods were impounded and i lost everything again so i decided to come back to accra and apply to get a formal job to do because it looks like the business is not working for me so i got a job at vanev europe car and as a driver and I, I I I went on. It went very well because getting that job also taught me a lot of things because I didn't know anything about vehicle rentals, tourism at the time, you know. But I learned on the job and I realized that this is something that I can do if getting the opportunity. So uh, the year 2000, my savings, you know, when we travel with the guests, you make allowances and if you are good to them, the service, you yeah, know, right. you were giving tips and all that. So I was able to save some money up to 500 cities at a time and decide one day that I have to register a company and start it from there. Was it a need that drove that decision? Was it an opportunity? What, what triggered the decision to start your own company? What triggered the decision was I realized that there are a lot of things that my company then, Vanev Europe Car, wasn't doing. And personally, I spoke to our fleet manager then, the CEO, about service. The customer service was very poor. You know, cars would break down on the ways and stuff like that. So, and people, because I have direct contact with the clients, you get to hear what they complain of, what they don't like. So I said to myself, I can do this and do it better. Right. And so that is what triggered the motivation. Right. Because then there was... Did you have capital? No. I have 500 cities. That is my savings. My whole savings as 500 cities at the time. And at the time, you could buy a vehicle around 1,500. So my 500 cities cannot even buy the vehicle. But I believe there's something in me that tells me that you can do it. That's the self-belief you're talking about. Exactly. The self-belief right. I'm talking about. That I can do it. So I, I remember very well... This client that came to rent a vehicle, and the same thing, the vehicle were breaking down. So the, 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 the lady called Louise decided to switch from Europe car to Hess. So she told me one day, said, I can't continue with your company. I didn't come to Ghana to sign off my life. So I have to learn. So anyway, I can buy a vehicle and rent it to you if you will agree to do that. So why not? If you can do that, you know. So that is the beginning. And I have to go out there with my 500 cities to buy vehicle. I was combing Accra, and I remember a friend told me, why are you worrying yourself? Can you? It's not possible. 500 cities, who will give you? So I got to a garage at Alajo and saw the cars parked there. I saw one particular car, a Nissan Red Primera, and I told the gentleman that I want to buy this car. How much it is? With confidence, you know. And he said 1550 with $50,500,000 at the time. And wow, I said we negotiate two thousand three hundred. Then I told him what I have at the moment is five hundred cities, but I can assure you that if you give me three months, I can pay that difference. That 
And he said, wow, this vehicle doesn't really even belong to him. It belongs to a friend called Jarvis at a shaman. So, okay, if we can go and can convince him to give it to me, why not? So we went to a shaman to see Jarvis. And Jarvis said, okay, at a point he accepted it. And he said, I should give me the 500 CDs and give me a check for the three months. I don't have a checkbook at the time. So I couldn't do that. So what I told him was, you know, just register the card in your name and keep the documents and the spare key. Give me three months. If I'm not able to pay, come for the vehicle with your spare key. So that worked. And the vehicle was given to me. I don't have anything to register, so I have to speak to a friend at Novotel at the time. And she borrowed me $200, which I used to, because there's no even air conditioning in the vehicle, which I used to fix the air conditioning in the vehicle. And, and Due to my words, the lady in question, the white lady in question, went on holiday. At the time she came back within three weeks, the vehicle is ready, and that is how I started renting. The, the lady started renting for me. So I get double money because she paid my salary and pay also for the vehicle as wow. I was driving it myself at the time. I was able to pay Jarvis within the three months, and we became friends, and she they keep giving me vehicle set. Can't you come for? We have a new vehicle, you know. That is how we started. So one day I said, "Wow, I can start my company." So at dawn, trying to get a name, you know, to to start something, and I used my initials at the time, which is Y is Yabua O is Okran. I turned it round. I don't, you know, Okran and Kwao, and set to form Yorks. 28 minutes past the hour of, of, of 7 o'clock, and this is Springboard Virtual University. The voice you've been hearing is the voice of Seth Yebua, Seth Kwao Yebua Okran, also known as Yox. I, when I had a word, the, 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 the name Yox, I, it reminded me of secondary school. Yox was the short form for Yokogari. If, if you sold Yokogari before, please just send us your story on, on Facebook. So far, I have, I have amazing stories that I'm collating, and I'm finding out what people have been up to in this in this Ghana. And it's just amazing to, to they see everybody has a story set. It's just amazing what people have done with their lives. And I'm going to be reading some to you very shortly. But my guest is telling us how he began the company that is today known as Yorks Investment. And if you go to my Facebook page, you will see the fleet of vehicles that he, he has today. And you compare that to, do you have a very, a, 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 what do you call it, a picture of that, that Nizam Premier? Unfortunately, I was robbed way back and everything was, so I don't have that picture again. I'm, I'm I, sure you will give everything to have it. Yes, I don't have that picture Amazing again. grace, how sweet the sound. If you have a testimony of, of how far God has brought you, what, what you used to do, and you look at where you are today and you say, wow. It's just amazing. Just share it with us. Just post it on by text on 1422 across uh, networks or just post it on Facebook and we will let the whole world know. This is Springboard, your virtual university. And, and before I come back to Seth, let me just announce also that tonight we, as part of our six years of the virtual university, we are giving out a pack of books. And so if you have a testimony about how Springboard has transformed your life, some major choices you've made in life, in your career especially, as a result of any of our interventions, particularly the Roadshow as well as the Virtual University or even the SMS Academy, let us know and we'll be happy to share it with the whole world. It's a, it's a continual learning process. and. I believe that if you have a story and the story is a compelling one, we can give you a pack of books tonight and you can carry it away as your gift from the team here at Legacy and Legacy. Well, my guess for tonight, Seth Okran is the CEO of York's Investment. He's telling us how he, be, he, he, he left St. Augustine's College in Form 2 to go and become a driver's mate because he lost his father and his mother. Things were tough financially. Started a new path, saved money, and I love the part that that says that he did not have any capital, but saved from his allowances enough to buy not not, not even have the price, but to cover part of the cost of the vehicle. But with integrity and with commitment, he was able to get the vehicle and start it. And look at where he is today. Your dream can become a reality, and that is the lesson for us today. Talking about dreams. 
Serena Williams in the in the week in which she won the US Open at her eighteenth Grand Slam. A story came out about a video done when she was eleven years old and Venus was twelve. And in that video her father was guiding them to taking them through their paces as tennis players and interestingly he was asked what do you, who do you want to play like in future? And her answer was very simple. I want others to play like me. That is somebody with a dream. And look at where she is today. She is grossing, her, her, her net worth is over $120 million. And people just cannot believe that she is doing what she's doing. But listen, in spite of the doubters, the naysayers, and the gainsayers, and all the sayers, she's living out her dream, the power of a dream. And that is the subject last Friday on the Springboard SMS Academy. If you have not as yet signed up to the Academy, we are treating this month of September the 30 most compelling things that help you rise to the top. We call them the 30 sources of personal power and Friday was Friday's topic was the power of a dream the power of a dream today we are talking about the power of habits the things you do every single day help you become who you want to be said when, when you were going through your difficulties did you feel that you had a dream that one day you would make it big yes I believe each one of us came into this world with a purpose and you can only realize that dream or aspiration if only you believe in yourself. You believe in what you are doing. That triggered the passion. So I, I knew very well that because I know what, where I wanted to go, like I indicated earlier, the service at the time wasn't anything to go by. So I believe very well that if I'm able to do something different, you know, from what everybody is doing, I can one day get to the top out there but how soon I don't know and I I I I believe because I remember 2003 was in Ghana hosted the US sister city conference US Africa sister city conference for the first time and we ha then they have about 400 delegates visiting Ghana I bid it for that project at the time I have three used cars and Prince, Prince Kwame Krujessin was the country coordinator then. I didn't have office. My office and contract book and receipt book, everything is in the boot of my car. So I went to Prince Krujessin's office and I said, I have what it takes to do it. I sent him my methodology, how I'm going to execute the whole project. And I won that uh, contract at the time. What I did was I sub let some of the vehicles that they require and I was able at the time to provide transport for 400 delegates including six mayors from America to Ghana so that was the beginning because our name was published on magazines and what have you we went to the castle at the time to meet President Kufuol and all that and after that I also it was like a springboard for you yes and and through that project I was able to make some money and start get office and set up properly as a, as, a, as, a, as a company, you know. And I remember 2006 also bidding for uh, another contract and what have you. So the whole thing is what I believe in that I can do. And I was able to raise money to do the thing. At the time, the banks were not give me money to because I don't have what it you know I needed to get loan from the banks right so I remember very well I was bidding for um, West African gas pipeline whilst the gas pipeline was being constructed from Nigeria Benin Togo and I bid for that project as well and I told West African gas pipeline that when the contract is given to me I'm going to give them all brand new vehicles that was my proposal to them right. I went to EcoBank, I was saving with EcoBank and Stambik Bank at the time, and I went to EcoBank and I said, I'm getting this contract. Can you give me a letter of intent that if I got the contract, you assist me buying the vehicles? And normally they said they don't do that, but I have to convince them, and I got that letter of intent that in case the contract is awarded to me, I can, they will buy the vehicle. So that makes the magic, and indeed I want the contract. 
what, what, what did you do differently? I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to find out because the typical person you talk about, you talk to, talks about the challenges, the obstacles, the hindrances. I don't have capital. I don't have anybody. I don't have a godfather. I don't have this. What do you think you did differently for many people who are trying to raise a business with no capital, with no links and everything? What do you think? I mean, you've mentioned your three key pillars, and I'm, I'm running with them. Yeah. Your three key pillars are humility, self-belief, and integrity. Yeah. I can see self-belief in the fact that even when you didn't have the vehicle, you made a commitment, you said, I can deliver it, and you believed you walked straight to the owner of the vehicle, made a case for it, and you got them to give it to you. Self-belief is reflecting in your bidding for the contracts that you even know you, you don't have everything that it takes to do. Integrity is reflected in the fact that you kept your word with the first vehicle you bought. Um, humility, that's what that one, you, you, you look like somebody who... <laughs> but, but, in the execution of your work, I mean, somebody who's listening out there saying, this, this guy is lucky. Believe me, he's lucky. Because I've posted the, the fleet of vehicles you have, the, the, the Mercedes-Benz, the four-wheel drives, on my Facebook page. Obviously, somebody will say, Charlie, you've got it made. What do you think I, you did differently? Yes, I, I believe in luck. But I believe that also that you have to create the luck. Mm. You have to create it. Like I was saying, integrity is key. And believe, because I believe that I can do it. Habit. If the Bible said God created man in his own image and gave us dominion over everything. Right. So I sometimes ask myself, if I have God, why why would I be afraid? Why would I see myself as you know, I believe that once you have God and give us that power, whatever you want to do you can do it. And the difference is I have the vision. I know where I wanted to go. So that informed my strategy. That informed my passion. Because when I go talking to them, I speak with passion. You still do. (laughs) (laughs) You know. So anyway, I was able to convince Ecobank to give me that letter. And I remember very well that it took about a month for them to get me those vehicles. And you see the interesting part that I know that God, the God that we worship is real when you believe and trust in Him. Because I went to that project and I was given the letter that we want the bid, so we should get ready to start. It was in September, also 18th September you know, 2006. So we should get ready to start the contract from 1st October. And 21st, I got another call. 4 a.m., somebody called me and said, Mr. Okran, my boss is going to call you by 5 o'clock because you have to come in right down. If you are able to mobilize car to start today, then the contract, if not, they will maintain the already existing provider. provider. Right. I have to tell him I can do it. I bet by 8 o'clock that morning, I call all the friends I know that have cars that are somehow okay clean by eight o'clock i have about 50 cars and i need to give them 40 so i have even excess and i was able to provide those vehicles until a month echo bank but you know right so so listen that one have friends who have nice cars <laughs> 31 minutes to the hour of eight o'clock if you just joined us this is my discussion with seth yeboa okran is the ceo of york's investment walking us through the the journey of his life and the lessons that he has learned i'm going to take a brief break when i come back i'm going to find out from him some of the big mistakes he's made and how he bounced back does he fear anything at all and and and, and then find out from him about his stuff how what role have they played and and then find out when, when he wakes up in the morning what does he do does he eat yorks or does he pray? What does he do? We'll find out all that. And when I come back, I'm also going to be telling you why your sales team must be trained because no matter how big your vision is, if you have the wrong pull around you, you will struggle with the vision. Said true or false? Absolutely true. Right. So I have a long list of people who have, have sent in what you have done, and, and, I, and I'm telling you it's quite interesting. But the winner of our, our Bible challenge that we threw out there is Edwin Potaki. Edwin Potaki and that that is the winner of our Bible quiz that we put out there. You recall that earlier in the day I put out a Bible verse and said anyone who can tell me where that verse is from, you get to win yourself a copy of the book 
um, personal branding. The verse was, what do you conspire against the Lord? He will make an utter end of it. Affliction will not arise up a second time. It's from Nahum chapter 1 verse 9. I'm sure you didn't know there was a book in the Bible called Nahum. Well, Edwin Potaki knew, so he gets to win a copy of the book, Personal Branding. I'm not forgotten. Whoever you are, you are not forgotten and affliction will not arise a second time because God knows your name and is working things out for you to bring you to the place of promise. This is Springboard, the virtual university. My name is Albert Okran and I'm, I'm guiding you through this, this hour-long session with the trust that by the end of the hour, your personal value would have shut up. I've met quite a number of students of the virtual university this week from retired bankers, CEOs, to beginners and the beautiful thing is that they all are unanimous in their perception that this is the platform where they all gather every Sunday evening. Good evening to you all and I hope you all enjoy the song I'm Not Forgotten by Israel Houghton. My guest for tonight said to Yabwa Okran is three pillars that his life is built on humility, self-belief and integrity and you can see also his faith his Christian faith very strongly interwoven through his story what are your own values that are guiding your life, you can share them with us um, as we go through the series and, and I, I want to remind you if, if listening to this program has helped you make a major decision in your life we want to reward you for that decision and so let us know if you share a compelling story about how Springboard has touched your life you stand a chance of being given a, a pack of books from Comfort and I as our gift for you for just staying with this platform and that's to mark six years of the virtual university it, it, it was on, on Monday the 4th of August 2008 was it? Or so, yes, 2008, that the great Kufi Usu stood behind me in the studios of Joy 99.7 FM Comfort and I and said, Okay, start! And we're less looking at him What do we say next? It wasn't easy. But here we are today, working our way through step by step. God is good, God is gracious, God is merciful. If you are a salesperson, a salesperson, or your company has people who lead the sales effort, sales supervisors, frontline personnel, people who deal with the customers on a day-by-day basis. You need to put them in the right frame of mind to deliver on the results that are required. It is important to note that no matter how big the vision and how beautiful the product, if your sales team is not aligned with the vision, you will find a dissonance or a disconnect between their output and the targets that you set. And that can be very frustrating as a leader. By the end of this training, this Wednesday and Thursday, your your sales personnel, the participants, will be able to do four things. One, they would adopt a new approach to sales planning and they would link their sales activities with the strategy. Number two, they'll be able to set targets for client relationships and be able to work with these clients to achieve those targets together. Remember that everything revolves around your clients. They would also be improved on their sales presentation skills. What is the point in being able to, or, or getting a chance to stand before that CEO and not being able to make that compelling case why they should give you that paper? The paper said, spoke about, you need to be, be able to make a presentation that would convince your stakeholders. And then finally, they will be able to understand and master the entire sales process from the front to the back end. By the time they come back, there will be a difference and the year would end much better than it was begun. The four key themes that will be treated, customer-focused sales planning, effective sales presentation, customer sales research and relations management and then very importantly motivation assertiveness and confidence i'm going to ask set about the role of confidence if you if you do not have confidence can you sell a product can you do business you will find out from these sessions that your your sales team will come back energized and confident about their product their person and their vision right I talked about the SMS Academy earlier on, and many of you are asking, how do you join the SMS Academy? It's a virtual academy. We never go, we never go for lectures. We go for the lectures on our mobile phones. It's the, it's the most effective way to reach people across this country, every corner in this country. And Comfort and I are just excited to announce that, listen, we have thousands of people in every region of this country who are on a course. They don't, they don't need to come for lectures. And the whole investment per year set is less than 40 cities the whole year. It's about 36 cities, 50 percent, something, something in that region. It's about 10 percent a day thereabouts, but they get to receive material every blessed day. And next, next month, we are treating the 31 secrets of every CEO. And we're using this platform of gradual change. You don't change something that has been there for a long time overnight. You say you tried overnight success and you failed. We're using the principle of gradual, step by step. And people have found it very, very helpful. We've done CV writing. We've done public speaking. We are doing now the 
30 sources of personal power and next month we move on to the 31 secrets of every CEO. If you want to be a CEO or a successful one at that, next month that is the theme for October in the virtual invest in the in the SMS Academy. If you want to join the SMS Academy, it's very simple. If you own a mobile phone and you are a subscriber to either MTN, Airtel, Vodafone or Tigo, just type the word Springboard in your message box and just send it to 1984 if you are an MTN or Airtel user. It's as simple as that. Just type Springboard, S-P-R-I-N-G-B-O-A-R-D and send it to 1984 if you are an MTN or Airtel user. And then if you are a Vodafone or Tigo user, please, your short code is 1985. But the word is Springboard. Just type it and send it. And let us know. If you are enjoying it, let us know. And we will be glad to let the whole world know so many other people can join this discussion. Set. Let's find out what some other people are doing. Um, <laughs> all right, so the, my good friend is Ankuma, the lawyer is Ankuma, says that all that toilet and bathroom scrubbing at infancy school without gloves, using milk tins and cement blocks as a scrubbing brush, he felt that was the most demeaning thing he has done in his lifetime. Courage, um, Kobe says, I sold Ubuniwewu and now I'm into beekeeping and I'm making it big. Dr. Isi Ansan is writing and saying that she worked in a shelter for homeless people in Florida and absolutely loved it. It was a night shift and she found it very difficult uh, dealing with the laundry, which included salt, underwear and all. But thank God for latex gloves and a big hat. That is easy answer for you. George Morgan says, I was a cleaner for an old woman at Dansuman and had to scrub the toilet and the bathroom. It wasn't easy even laying in her bed when I didn't have my own bed to lay. Um, Michael Michael Posis, after resigning from my post as a manager at Mobitel now Tigo, I swept floors at bed and bath, bed bath and beyond in the U.S. and changed diapers for elderly people in an old post home as a trainee, certified nursing assistant in the U.S. Eugene Atasam says I sold old newspapers around JT cluster of schools at Mataiku and Kaneshi First Light. Kinky sellers were my loyal clients. Thank God for kinky sellers. Right. Makati Unia says, My first job after graduating from the university was sweeping the streets of Wandsworth in London. I was later on promoted to the position of a refuse collector. My goodness. <laughs> Forgive me. Forgive me for laughing, but that was very interesting. Promoted from sweeper to refuse collector. Eric Botting says, I did Vogi alias vulcanizing and worked as an apprentice in a VW shop. Helped my mom make girls underwear from Obunuewu silk cloths and sold popcorn in a pan on my head at funerals from Kaneshi to last stop. I actually did the first two as a hobby, and the popcorn was my first introduction to business. It didn't go well but because I couldn't account for the sales properly. Hence, my current profession as an accountant, right? So at least his pain became his gain eventually. What have you done that you look back at and you just can't believe that you did it? Marcus Cate says, perhaps demeaning is not the word, but I left my homeland as the next big thing in IT and ended up cleaning the very computers I was sent to work with. That was not nice. All right, so he went to work on computers and ended up being a computer cleaner. Right. I have something from somebody who is an old student of uh, um, St. Augustine's College. Um, Schumann, Newman, he's writing on WhatsApp. He says, my brother, whether you finished or not, you are an inspiration and you are still an absolute, whether you completed my college or not. So you are getting promotion from the to all students of St. Augustine's College. They are calling you an absolute, whether you did a day, a week, a year, or two years. So I'm sure you are an honorary absolute. <laughs> Once an absolute, always an absolute. Said, do you, have you made big mistakes in, your, in the course of your business? Yes. Tell me a couple of them. Hmm. One that came readily was when I decided to... The fleet was getting bigger, so I needed a space, office, that I can have speak to pack and I I went to then La Sap Metro and have an arrangement with them and we sign a contract and all that to lease a particular portion of the from Kama industry right to the vet, you know that portion. Right. And give me lease I pay up to this year twenty fourteen Everything was signed. I put up nice office there. And one morning, without any notice or anything, they came and demolished everything. I thought, I, fact, that if you look at the investment, you know, to almost 250000 could have used it in better or something, you know, else. It's one of my... Mistake, mistake, and because I realized that 
I should have known better. And and those director papers that they sign, you know, they are not supposed to be leasing lands for people. It wasn't done properly, right. you know. And I think I got it wrong. That was one I can readily remember. And a couple of them. But you keep moving on. I keep moving on because I mistakes will come. We will have to, you know, accept mistakes. But how you deal with them is for me very important, you know. You will make mistake, but be bold enough to come up to say that I got it wrong this time. And even if you have to apologize to somebody for that, you, you should do that. So I have made a couple of mistakes, but I always look forward instead of looking at my mistakes. If you have to advise somebody who started out in business and give them just one key, what, what, what key, which of the keys would you give them? You've learned so many things in business. Which one would you give to a startup? Should be honest with themselves and and have a clear vision, have a clear what they wanted to do. You speak with many people; they want us to do something, but they are not sure of what they want to do. And for me, it 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 whoever you're talking to, you should know what somebody wants to help you. My journey, let me say, a lot of people have contributed one way or the other, you know, but. Clearly, I know what I wanted. So when I come to you and said, listen, I want to do this, you are able to help in that. So you should know clear what you want to do. And you don't need money to start real business. You don't need money. You need vision. You need ideas. I want you to say that again with all the, with all the strength you can master set. You are saying that you don't need money to start a business. No. You need idea. You need vision. You need what, what you want to do. All right. Uh, the way our systems, Ghana, let me use Ghana for example, we are, we brought we are brought up to believe that the only good job, either you're a lawyer, medical doctor, or what have you. So many people are not really looking around because we have so many challenges and problems in Ghana. And I believe once you are able to solve those problems, you make money. You know, people often think of what I can get ahead and that is wrong. First of all try to solve a problem try to solve something try to, you know, be creative It's 10 minutes to the hour of 8 o'clock and time flies when you're in good company my guest for tonight has been Seth Yabua Okran we've been talking about the story of his life and of York's investment and he shared with us the three big things that drive his life I don't know what what three big values drive your life but listening to his, his story I believe that if you work with self-belief, integrity and humility you can reach the goals that you set for yourself he said that you don't need money to start a business you need a clear idea of where you are going you need a dream and you need integrity because you will get a chance and you must be able to live up to expectation a few lessons that you've learned from Seth that I want to drop for the benefit of our listeners number one is ten his three core values are humility self-belief and integrity Number two, we've learned that there's power in a dream. You need a dream to guide you. Number three, though your dream may be big, learn to start small. Have the humility to start small. Number four, in pursuing your dream, keep moving. There will be challenges, there will be, challenge, there will be problems, but keep moving and you will finally get there. Number five, we've learned that there's no shortcut. Follow the process. You will find that a lot of nice Offers will come along the line, some of which you know are not rooted in principle, and you follow them at your own peril. He says, follow the process. Number six, carefully consider your environment. You'll be surprised at the opportunities that lie around you. Number seven, you don't need capital to start a business. You don't need capital to start a business. Number eight, integrity will ensure business continuity for you number nine he says quality service delivered well will open doors to you and number ten you need to create your own luck create your own luck let me give you two bonus commandments i, I, I love to call them commandments number eleven is that you must have supportive friends at the time he was able to call fifty cars from his friends a man needs integrity to be able to, be able to ask fifty friends or people to give you fifty cars maybe some give you more than one but to be able to get people to give you fifty cars at, in a couple of hours notice you need goodwill and he had supportive friends and then the final one the god factor cannot be discounted he says god has been the bedrock of his life Seth, 10 seconds 
what do you want to leave us with? Um, I want to say that there are a lot of potentials in Ghana and those of us that think we, it is only abroad that you can go and realize your dream, I disagree. Let's look around, let's believe in our country and together we can build a strong and better Ghana. A great nation, a strong nation, believe. You see, the same theme runs through his, his life. Believe, humility, believe in our country, and it can be done. Coming up next is a walk with Jesus. My good friend, Pastor Tuakwa, is in the studio. He's interviewing the man who was condemned to death by fire squad and who somehow, way, is still alive and telling a story, the story of from death row to Christ. Pastor Tuakwa, before I hand over to you, tell me, what is the most demeaning thing you have done? Some are telling of what they have sold, where they have been. Tell me, what is the one job that you look back at and you say, wow, did I really do this? What is your most demeaning job? I think that was to carry cement. Carry, carrying cement? <laughs> is that where you got <laughs> your, bro- your broad shoulders from? Pastor, to carry cement and speaking in tongues. All right, it's 8 o'clock and on behalf of, of Comfort, Amos and Matthew, I want to say thank you for tuning in. If you want details about how to sign up to the course, um, driving sales growth the number to call zero two four nine 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 five 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 or zero two four four three five nine three nine three or zero five four four three one five one six four. And for those who are asking for the rates per participant, it's six hundred and forty Ghana CDs, everything inclusive. I want to thank you for being with us, and we look forward to another exciting edition of Leaders Digest on Springboard Venture University next week. In the meantime, God bless you, God bless you, and God bless you. Good night. Thank you for listening to Springboard Zone. An inspirational podcast by Albert and Comfort Okran. Like our Facebook and Twitter pages at Albert N. E. Okran and Comfort Okran A for free resources and information about our itinerary, conferences and media broadcast. For speaking appointments, email albert.okran at icloud.com or SMS or WhatsApp us on plus 233 you may also subscribe to www.albertokran.com, amazon.com, or your favorite online bookstore for copies of our inspirational books and audiovisual materials. Until we come your way again, always remember, you are blessed indeed. Oh, 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 oh,